Hi there, and welcome to Let's Slow Down, a podcast for all of you who feel tired and stressed from this overwhelming world. Here we'll have fun, inspiring conversations about living life on our own terms and explore ways to ease the pace of our modern world because life really is good when you're relaxed enough to be present for it. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Stolting, and I welcome you to this space where I hope to inspire you to slow down because life is too short to let it go by in a blur. So take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone. Today, our guest on the Let's Slow Down podcast is Charlotte Kay. Charlotte is a decluttering and life coach. She's from the lovely state of Michigan, and we are going to talk about what inspired her to do what she does today. So welcome to the show, Charlotte. Hello. Thanks for having me. I think it'd be nice to start out just by hearing a little bit about your story and then, you know, a little bit about you, and then we'll get into what you do. Okay. Sounds good. So I'm from Michigan. I went to the University of Michigan for college. We'll keep it brief. When I was there, I studied women's studies, and then I also did an internship in fundraising. So my first career before my business was in fundraising. And then I just got really into mindfulness and personal development and for a lot of the, you know, to slow down in a lot of different ways because things were kind of happening so fast and so much and was feeling overwhelmed and kind of burned out. And so I started my business in 2019. So we're coming up on five years in January, which is wild and amazing. Very interesting. <laughs> so... Was there one thing I know you had mentioned you had felt some overwhelm and you were just kind of wiped out? Was there like one thing in your life that happened that led to that or was it just a million little things? Oh, no. So people might resonate with this. I worked for a small nonprofit for about <laughs> six months as their head of fundraising and I was responsible for everyone's salary and they were understaffed and I don't like to say it, but some were underqualified for their positions and I was commuting you know an hour there an hour back every day and it was just more work than one person could ever possibly do so that's that's what led to the burnout pretty quickly I was there for about six months <laughs> wow and then you, you had the courage to walk away from that which is inc incredible because some people stay a lot of people stay because they yeah. get stuck it was scary. And I, so I walked away from that. And then I actually returned to a different job in fundraising at a, a higher ed institution. So a little more structure. And then it was a few years after that, that I actually started my business. But that burnout inspired a lot of getting into meditation and gratitude and personal development on all of that. So, so five years, congratulations, Thank five you. years as an entrepreneur and having your own business that's aligned with your values and everything you stand for. That is just such an accomplishment. I, I want to hear kind of what inspired you to go this direction, but why don't you tell us what the what your business is exactly first? Yeah. So my business is Charlotte K Coach. I am a women's life slash manifestation coach and also a decluttering coach. And we can get into how those things go together very well. So that's that's my business. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have some courses, online courses. And then I also do in-person decluttering and organizing where 
going to someone's house. We're ripping everything apart, going through everything. I'm taking away carloads of donations and we're putting everything back together in a, in a more streamlined, simple, organized, easier way. That sounds like it must be very gratifying for you oh, and it's the people so that you fun. work with. Yeah, it's so fun. They're they're freaking out half the time, and I'm just like, no, no, we got we got this. Just keep going, one one step in front of the other. We're gonna get there. Don't worry. <laughs> I love it. We're definitely gonna dive deeper into that, and also how those things are related for sure, because there's so much connection. What inspired you to make this your business? So I realize you're overwhelmed with the job for so many reasons, burned out. Did you just wake up one day and say like, all right? This is going to be my new path. How did you, how did you change? Yeah. So if you had asked me then I I would have never said I would ever own a business because my idea of owning a business was working crazy hours and having no stability and all of those things. And I've never worked for the crazy hours. The stability thing is definitely, for me has been a real experience, but I was like, I like working for other people. I like not, you know, being the the one that all the weight is on their shoulders, right? I like working for a mission that I care about. So essentially what happened is, so I left that nonprofit job, got back through a myriad of events that now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was totally manifestation before I even knew what manifestation was. Get back to kind of a normal full-time, regular benefits, all of that kind of job. But once I had started to kind of, do mindfulness and all that for survival. I just got really into it. It was kind of what I was doing on the side. I was talking to someone about this today. Like I would be listening to personal development podcasts on my commute to and from work. I would be reading all these books. I would be taking courses and all of that. And I really got into the concepts of, of flow and alignment and manifestation. And so flow, essentially, I it was about removing a lot of structure from my life and a lot of shoulds and just letting myself go with what felt good in each moment. And so I really applied that to my life before and after work and on the weekends, right? But at work, it was like, these are the things you got to do and you got to get them done and, and all of that. And so I took that class probably three or four rounds, like they would just keep offering it. And, and if you got it once, you could continue it. So I just did every time. And then as we got to the last round, I was like, you know, the only area I haven't applied this to is my work. And so I was like, all right, we're going to try this for a week. We're going to clear the calendar. We're going to put away the to-do list. And I'm just going to do what I feel inspired to do at work. And I don't know if you can guess what happened, but there was a whole week of work where I didn't do any work. I like went to my office and I, I sat at my desk and I just kind of chilled and waited. And maybe it was on my phone and doing all these things. And by the end of that week, I discovered a couple of things. One, nothing fell apart. My work was still fine and nobody noticed and nobody cared. So that gave me a lot of freedom from a lot of the fears that I had of like, you know, what if I don't? What if I did less? And then the other thing I noticed was, well, maybe this work just isn't inspiring to me anymore. And maybe I should start to explore some other things. So I was never, you know, at that point, it wasn't a job that was like soul sucking. I was working for a nonprofit that I was really passionate about. I was doing fundraising, which I enjoyed somewhat, but I was just kind of getting bored of it. And so I was like, what else would I want to do? And there was a point where I kind of realized like, 
oh, I take all these classes and I, and I, and oh, these people are coach. Oh, they're getting paid. Oh, this is their business. This is how they make money. And they don't seem terribly burned out. They seem like they have, you know, control over their schedules and, and all these things. And so I, I kind of had that realization and I hired a business coach and I told her, and she's my coach today still, actually. I told her, I said, all right, we're going to try this, but I might, we might end this six months or whatever. And I might stay exactly where I am because I'm not unhappy with, but I want to explore. I'm like, I'm only going to do this entrepreneurship thing if it's like fun and rewarding and feels better than where I am now. So I think on our first day of coaching, I was like, maybe I'd give my notice in January of 2019, which is like six months later. And then I, and then I did and it all has unfolded from there. I think it's such an inspiring story. I mean, you went after, first of all, you listened to your intuition, which I feel like, I mean, I'm still working on that. I think it's so important. I think it's hard. Yeah. And to have the guts to then really not only listen to it, like hear it, yeah. but then you acted on it. And yeah. Well, and that's, and that, you know, I was looking at something the other day that are because people are like, oh, you know, I admire what you're doing, but I'm not that brave. And I'm like, you know what? Bravery is a muscle. Like I didn't just wake up one day and and give my notice and throw it caution to the wind. There was a lot of mindset work that went into it. There was a lot of brainwashing myself around certain things that I wanted to believe. Like, you know, and that my job isn't necessarily stable either. You could get fired tomorrow. Like I had to do all of that to piece my mind into doing the thing that my heart wanted to do. So I don't want it to be like, I'm special. Anyone can do this and anyone can practice at this. And that's actually a lot of what I help people with in coaching as well. That's so inspiring. It sounds like you really have to sort of go back and all these stories that we've told ourselves for all these years that we've been raised hearing, we have to go back and kind of retell them, reshape them. And that helps a lot because before you said, you didn't like the word should. I talk about that all the time because I learned not that long ago in therapy one day that I think and say should a lot. And I'm like, my therapist said, well, who says you should do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But I just <laughs> have been thinking forever. And it's not really serving too well most of the yes. time. We get stuck in these little ruts. Mm-hmm. So amazing. How did you shift your mindset to start thinking differently? Mm. In terms of going for a business or do you have something more specific? Because I've done a lot yeah, of mindset no, work. Terms, yeah, well, any of it, all of it. But in terms of like, okay, like you said, this isn't inspiring me anymore, this job. I want to do something else. I yeah. love doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You had to shift your mindset to let yourself go there. Yeah, I think that it helps that I used to say this as a compliment to myself and now it's probably less so. My brain is smart, which is not always helpful. And so I really kind of put my own logic towards what I wanted and just kind of would ask myself, like, what's what's the worst thing that could happen? If the worst thing happened, what would you do? You know, reminding myself like, yeah, but if you go for this and it doesn't work out, you can get a job and jobs before. Right. It's this or nothing. And so it's a lot of like little lies. They're true. But these little things that would make me feel better, like this is reversible. And I think that's when when going for some sort of leap or doing something scary, I think it's using your brain to your advantage of, okay, but if this didn't work, how would I fix it? I still to this day will be like, oh, if I can't pay my bills, my dad will take me in. 
live on his couch, you know, I tell myself that for five years and it's never happened. But it's just like these little things to make yourself feel better. And it's also I mean, that's why working with a coach is helpful. So I definitely was working with the coach. But also just being afraid of putting I remember my coach told me, oh, you could make six figures in this business. And I was like, what are you talking about? There's no way that has happened, which is exciting. Amazing. Yeah. But you just look at the thoughts that you're having and you ask yourself and they're true. And and people go at this a million different directions. It kind of depends what works best for you. But it's also sometimes finding examples of people who've done things that you want to do and using them as as data for yourself of like, okay, if they could do it, I could do it, you know, and just starting to see that it's possible to go from an idea of just something that sounds so crazy and out there, but then finding data to support that it could actually work and it could actually happen. And there's a lot of that because I always tell people, if you want all of your inner stuff to come up, start a business because it will. For sure. Oh my gosh. So many good things there. Let's talk about the decluttering and the life coach and how, well, you already talked about how you actually go into people's homes and Mm -hmm. help them through the decluttering process. So what do you do as a life coach? And then how are they connected, those two? Yeah. So as a life coach, I mean, my goal is really to just help people be their authentic selves and and follow their intuitions and and deal with all the crap that comes up around that, right? Because I think I think when we do follow our intuition, that's that's us really living the purpose we're meant to live on this world. And I don't think anyone is meant to just do what everyone else says they should do, right? Like we all have our own journeys. So it's it's a lot of that. And then with decluttering, there's just a lot of mindset things in decluttering and the way I do decluttering, which is very much kind of Marie Kondo based life-changing magic of tidying up. Like that, that decluttering method is just the best one I've ever found. And so there's a lot of different ways that it overlaps. I mean, when you're getting rid of things, you're creating space for new things to come into your life. So that goes along with manifestation, right? If you're every minute of your schedule is booked every hour of every day and you want to call in a new experience, it's like there's nowhere for that new experience to go. So you're going to subconsciously kind of reject that and not allow that in. When we declutter a space, we take everything out of the space and only put back what we want to keep. So that's kind of an abundance mindset right? Rather than let me look in this closet and pull out some things I don't want. Like you're generally not going to want to lose things. Our egos can cling, but it's, if it's more like, okay, what what's my new standard and what do I want to keep? There's some abundance that goes on there. And it's just a lot of, a lot of mindset blocks come up. Like the reasons people want to keep things, they don't want to. I can tell when someone wants to get rid of something, but they're hesitating for an ego reason. So, oh, someone gave that to me or, oh, I spent money on that or, oh, I used to love that or, oh, I'm going to do that one day. Right. All of these things that come up in a lot of different ways in our lives. But when it comes to physical things, you can kind of work through it without worrying about someone else's feelings often because it's just a thing unless it's been given as a gift. That's a little (laughs) that can be a little bit different, but it really frees yourself. And what I noticed when I started to declutter in this specific way is I really up-leveled the standard for what I allowed into my life physically, but then also I had built the muscle of only keeping what I really wanted and what I really loved. And then I was kind of addicted to it, which is why I included it in my business when I started. But also I would look at like my calendar and my relationships and my commitments. And I would be like, all right, like what's 
sparking joy here and what isn't and how can and like my job at some point wasn't sparking joy anymore right so it was about kind of letting go of that which was like a big one so those are a few ways that they yeah. overlap i i love that you said you up level the standard of what you let into your life tell us a little bit more about that that's a powerful statement yeah. I mean, I think it can be a good reflection of your self-confidence and your and your self-worth, which is also something I definitely help people with and for whatever reason came into this life experience pretty high self-confidence. It's only gotten higher. Some people are probably like, okay, but why? Which is fine. And you know what? If you don't believe in yourself, then who's going to? Right. You have to believe in yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like we accept a lot of things based on that. And I just have, I don't know, it's like, it's my life. And I have a high standard for the way I spend my time because time is really the one resource that we all have, right? And so I'm just never going to let anyone else dictate that to me. And I'm not going to let energy lower than where I want to be bring me down. Does that make sense? Yes. I've been reading a lot about that energy lately and how the vibration that you give Mm -hmm. off I guess I'm probably not using the right terms, but I find it so fascinating. And it's a very new concept to me. So mm. let's talk a little bit about this. You're, you were talking about, you know, being in a flow alignment and mm-hmm. manifestation, how this goes together and how you are up leveling your life when you don't settle for yeah. a certain lower vibration, right? Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that. Yeah. Well, and I think your energy is, it's also can be described as your point of attraction, right? So you're, I follow a lot of Abraham Hicks. I actually just went on one of their cruises and they talk about the law of attraction and manifestation and all of that. So, you know, if your, your point of attraction is just, yeah, it's how you feel. Your energy is like how you feel, where you're vibrating at, right? Some days you could be really low and tired and pissed off and whatever, or depressed. It's a lower vibration and that's okay. We all have those days. And then you can have that higher vibration. And so, you know, when it comes to your stuff physically, it's like what's pulling your vibration down? Like you may not think about it, but like all these things that are in your home or in your life, physical or not physical, those affect it, right? And so when you release the things that represent a past version of you or a desired future version of you, or you have your ex's stuff hanging around, or you have these clothes that don't fit you anymore. We know that energetically, we feel that, which is why, you know, I'll spend half a day with someone decluttering things. And I always check in the next day and ask how they feel. And and almost always they say they feel physically lighter, which makes no sense because they've lost no weight. But energetically, you do feel lighter because you don't have all this baggage hanging on to you. And it's also about trusting that if you release something like that, that something better is going to come in. And that I've been thinking about trust a lot. Again, not the easiest thing for me, but it is a huge part of manifestation and trusting that, you know, if you do release something, that something else is going to take its place. So you so say you're dating someone who's okay. But maybe, you know, it's not like a long-term thing. Releasing that, you're going to energetically feel so different afterward. And then you're actually going to raise your vibration and be able to call in something or someone at a higher vibration as well. That's so interesting. This has been going on for hundreds of years, thousands of years. And it's a concept that I definitely want to learn more about for sure. So this all connects with intentional living. I'm big into, you know, simple, intentional living. For the longest time, I felt like I was in the rat race, 
and didn't even realize it for quite some time. So for me, slowing down was really important because I needed that space initially to just listen, forget about listening to my intuition, just hearing my intuition, giving myself a minute to, you know, consider, is this still serving me? Is this inspiring me? Is this what I want to be doing? I think especially as we get older, as we become adults, we are on this path that we have been on, right? High school, college, okay, you got your degree and whatever. And you think that that's, that's the only way. Mm-hmm. So it is very inspiring and freeing to just know that we have choices and that we do change, we evolve. That's part of being human is that we grow and evolve. So we can embrace that. And as you said, like find your alignment and just keep flowing or fight hard to stay on whatever that original path was that wasn't meant to be forever. Yeah. So I give you so much credit. I do think, I know you said you don't think you're brave, but I think you were incredibly brave for choosing this path. And I can tell how passionate you are about all these things and how much it served you. So it's so refreshing to see that like in a real person. It's one thing to read (laughs) about it in a book, but we're talking to someone who's done it, guy. (laughs) Thanks. So I think it's very, very brave and very inspiring. Thank you for sharing this story. So say someone comes to you and they're like, I just feel like I'm kind of stuck. I feel like the clutter is bringing me down. I feel like I can't live as intentionally. I'm not as clear-minded as I'd like to be. Yeah. What, where do you start? I really focus on calling in people who are ready, right? And, and I'm very happy to give a million decluttering tips to anyone who wants to hear them because I always like meeting new people and doing all that. I'm like, they may or may not be ready right now, and that's fine. So usually what happens is they'll they'll get connected to me somehow and we'll talk and they'll just unload a lot of stuff, right? They Everyone has a story of why they have clutter, right? And the background yep. and, and they know exactly where it came from and they know exactly why it's happening and all of that. So a lot of it's just listening and then, you know, just describing how it'll work. And often I'll have them say we're texting or something. I'll say, you know, send me a video or send me a picture of what you've got going on because a lot of people, it's scary to show me their space. I am never scared. Uh, of a of a messy space, but uh, it's definitely part of a little bit of like revealing that that shadow or a, a, a space they might have some shame around. Um, but usually they're just so over it that it doesn't matter anymore, and they're just ready to go. So I will say, when it comes to decluttering, usually people reach out to me pretty ready to go. They're not asking me; they're just ready for it to be gone. And you know, eventually we all we we get sick of our own stuff, right? And so I'm just there to help when that moment happens. It's a great resource for someone to have in you and oftentimes takes that support to really get to that next level. So mm-hmm. I'd love for you to share a couple of resources for everyone listening. I know you had mentioned, you know, the self-improvement and development, you know, books, podcasts, documentaries, whatever. What are some of your top favorites in mm-hmm. all of these areas? You know, not only decluttering, but manifestation and I mean, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo is uh, a great place to start. I do recommend the book over the show because the book goes way in more detail into the process than the show does. I would say manifestation-wise, anything Abraham Hicks. So you could listen to the book, The Law of Attraction, or just go on YouTube. There's like a million Abraham Hicks videos on YouTube for manifestation. 
And then I would say mindset wise. So I actually teach a professional development class to some undergraduates every summer. And I just started assigning them the book Playing Big by Tara Moore. It's about women's leadership, although it's applicable to everybody. And it's a lot about those those mindsets that can hold us back from from playing big in our lives in whatever way that means, whether it's trying to be the CEO of a company, start your own business or, you know, be a stay at home parent or whatever that looks like for you. So I would say those would be my top recommendations. Great. I'll make sure to link those. I've read Marie Kondo's book, but I have not done too much with the other two that you mentioned. Yeah. So definitely check those out. Playing Big sounds right up my alley. It's Very really good. I love books like that. Yes. I have a podcast also if, if y'all like listening to me, the Cozy and Connected podcast. So all these kinds of topics are covered on there too. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll put the link in for that as well. Charlotte, it was great talking to you. So thank you for being here today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have been inspired to slow down and start living life at your own pace. As a brand new podcast, your listener voice matters. If Let's Slow Down is resonating with you, please take a minute to leave a review and rate us. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and share it with friends. Remember, this is a process, so go easy on yourself. Be gentle and take all the space you need to thrive because the world needs you to be at your best, to love and serve others and yourself.